Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Nordic Keyforge podcast. My name is Zaramis, and with me I have the captain and Algernon. Hello, guys. How hey. Are you doing? Hello. Good to see you guys. Although we're seeing a little bit too much of uh, Algernon here, bare-chested again. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I, I averted my eyes uh, from the camera that we have here. <laughs> Since last time, I have missed out on the grand meetup that oh. the rest of the podcast host, except one, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it was Anders. Anders also couldn't make yeah. it. Yeah. Snowy weather in Sweden uh, kept me and Amritaka from going to the meetup, and I g- did not get to play Keyforge and see my, my really nice podcast hosts. I'm really sad about that. I hope you had a great time. Yeah, it was a shame you couldn't make it. But it is yeah. a, little bit, a little bit weird seeing uh, Jason here on screen now that I'm so used to seeing him in, <laughs> in <my> IRL. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I get used to it. Once yeah. again, the distance between us has grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was just absolutely brilliant. The whole day was just like built up to be so big for, for me, just kind of trying to plan everything and, and get yeah. people along. But we had 11 people in the um, tournament the AOA. Yeah, it's not at all an awkward number either. Like it totally know, wouldn't be right. the 12th or so. <laughs> uh, the, the annoying thing was is that we did three round Swiss, three, three round Swiss. So two, three people only got to play two games in that one. Um, oh, three. You yeah. just and unfortunately, they were the locals. Um, yeah, <laughs> we local could have done people. four rounds, but we wanted to make time for another tournament. As yeah, well, that, so. that makes sense. But but I'm, keep... glad that, I'm glad that I stayed away because that allowed someone else to win. And I mean, that is always nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. who won? I think Mr. K-Pop. Mr. K-Pop. Uh, he yeah. won one and then Sizox oh, won course, the other course. one. Yeah, of course he won. Sizox he... and Mr. K-Pop, such unknown names. On the... <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I sat in the car with them on the way back. And they were just uh, unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to let other people win the sealed games so that the people who have bought decks for way too much money can win the, the <laughs> Archon. Yeah. We had yeah. like three people in the back who went 4-2 in the, like overall in the day. Yeah. And then they sat in the front with the 5-1 results. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's nice. So uh, there's me going two four uh, for the day, staying uh, back in Kovda. Yeah, I do. I do want to say while we're on this subject, is like a huge shout out to Manatosh, which was the shop in Kovda that um, hosted, allowed us to host the event there. Um, they were hugely generous in the prize pool, adding to the prize pool. Yeah. Um, they gave every single person playing the first one a World's Collide deck, and they only have three boxes there as well. And they gave out just the rest of their Keyforge accessories they made available for us. And so, so everyone what you're saying is that. very nice of them. They will never have Keyforge again. Yeah. Feels <laughs> <laughs> no, like they, it they, might have been the, like the they, biggest prize pool for a live event in Sweden uh, ever. For <laughs> also known as, please take these boxes out of our yeah. hands. Yeah, but they they are encouraged. Um, and hopefully, and and are looking into you know getting more stock in and getting in there on the you know Asmodi when Asmodi are getting stock in for Winds of Exchange uh, and getting on that. Right. So it's a brand and new. For show those uh, who actually are in Sweden and are looking for a Swedish name, what Jason is saying is Manatosk. <laughs> the mana manacod <laughs> which, which is a Swedish name for in magic when you don't draw enough lands. That's the that's the term. 
Yeah. But this brings us uh, to our favorite subject, the favorite segment of this uh, podcast for me. The and Magic is, the Gathering. Uh, yeah, the Magic segment. the Gathering segment that we're now introducing. It's just about <laughs> as fun as the, your Fortnite <laughs> name pun. Uh, <laughs> it's time for... Our week in Keyforge. How has your week in Keyforge been, Jason? <laughs> my Forge night has been... I'm not letting you drop this. I'm not letting you drop it. Um, my, I've been playing... See, I've been playing the Alliance Season 1 League. And I've done... I have never done as much analysis on Keyforge decks in my life before Alliance. So I've been doing... Really, I mean, I've been I played against um, uh, in the last week. Who did I play? I've got no. I had three pages of notes for that matchup. I still lost two 0 but I've analyzing, trying to work out and synchronizations between decks, and so that's been really helpful going into getting uh, my lineup sorted for. This I, season, think you played, season 19. I think you played Christoph, right? Christoph, yes, that that was yeah. it. Sorry, I was thinking um, Danielle again, who I... Um, yeah, no, I played Christoph, and the games were actually quite close, but I kind of was getting more hang of which house pods are working with which and why my strategy was so bad to begin with. Oh, when it interesting. Came to that's, a, that's a good insight. Yeah. I think Amritaka reached a similar insight when he realized his strategy was also terrible. Oh yeah, he yeah. is in my group. Yeah, he he described it when we discussed as uh, he picked uh, six good houses mm. that didn't really like they did different things and they didn't like work together. Uh, yeah, but they were all great individually. They just like if he got the wrong combination of two of them, they just don't work. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't consider so much about my um, the the alliances, I guess, between the house pods. Like I took my Dav house pod from the the worst deck in the world that you say Zaramus, but yeah. I took Dav because you know it's maybe band bait or something. And then realized that the first time I managed to play that, I had five mutants in my deck. Yeah. You know, it was just like it just didn't make sense why I picked some of the houses that I picked, and I only picked them because of SAS, the SAS score on the house. Oh, I see. That you was my strategy. With a good old, uh, just pick the highest Eric and then uh, hope for the. Hope yeah, for the exactly. Best. Yeah, and it, I was just like, I really should have put a lot more time into that um, myself. So, but my analysis actually coming for that, I think I'm coming out stronger as in terms of choosing, working out why a deck is a good deck, forgetting SAS scores. Why a deck that, is a good that deck. That is really, really good insight. Yeah, but so looking that was your but, main, uh, like uh, the main takeaway from the last week. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've got one more game to go tomorrow night, which I'm expecting to lose because the guy's top of the league. At the same time, I'm enjoying the analysis. So um, that's good. That, the, other that thing that I, the other thing I've been doing is trying to chase down the deck that is stuck in Italy. Um, trying to work out where this deck is that will be the best deck that I have ever got my hands on. Um, not gotten your hands on. That I have <laughs> not gotten my hands on that I own. So um, unfortunately, I am, but I am not playing it in this season. 
I have not decided. Just as you season. ended up not playing it last season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still got promoted with five decks. <laughs> that who, is pretty who, impressive. Who can say that they got promoted with five decks when yeah. we've had six deck? Yeah, I also this. Uh, I, I figured I'd do that for this uh, season. So I uh, included a deck I didn't want, so I will also <laughs> be playing with five. <laughs> But a bit more about that later. Yeah, let's go. Let's go on to that. And that's been my forge night. No, not just huge, huge energy into getting the in real life going and actually meeting people, meeting Cyzox. He's Very not cool. a robot. <clears throat> you, yeah, Cyzox is not a robot, despite what everyone everyone thinks. He is a human being. That yeah. is, that is a surprise, and yeah. and I mean I just lost a bet there, but uh, <laughs> no side sucks. What we're saying is that your work with the league is really amazing, uh, really no, uh, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. and uh, sometimes it feels like you're a robot because of your efficiency. <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, t- totally. If that came out the wrong way, but it's like the information that came out about the start of this league this season was just. Yeah, no yeah, one needs to ask questions. We're going to do more there. prep uh, for the season uh, later. But uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, Algernon, <laughs> how was your uh, week in Keyforge? Um, yeah, so both uh, both good uh, and bad, I guess. Like the IRL play was uh, obviously the highlight because uh, uh, we you were discussing. We, yeah, exactly. I played two games versus Jason and won both, so that was nice. <laughs> And uh, but like the day before, we we learned about the, the snowstorms hitting Sweden, so we was unsure if we were gonna be able to go from Stockholm. Uh, but in the end, we decided to do so and went fine. So so that was good. Um, like the, the the second game we played, Jason was kind of funny oh. because uh, we played a World's Collide sealed where we got to pick between two decks and when uh, i saw like i saw jason's discarded deck the one he didn't play the first two games and i said why, why didn't you play this one it looks fun so he brought uh, brought a deck with uh, Sarian, like a stenopius <laughs> is, tribute, i, ch- I changed December, decks i changed decks Ford. because you said that <laughs> exactly yeah then obviously i knew that he had those things because yeah. i saw it saw it before which yeah, i shouldn't really but uh, yeah i did and then jason got a synopius on board uh had a tribute on it so it had like i don't know 21 I, power or something uh 21 power yeah yeah and uh, i didn't have anything in my deck that could deal with that except like the this dude dude that uh, kills things with uneven power <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason had the Brobner artifact that <laughs> makes a creature plus one power and the rage. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I I played regrowth. I had, regrowth I had two, I had two creatures on board. I had two creatures yeah. on board. Um, yeah. And I played regrowth to get this this creature back from my discard. Yeah. Uh, which Jason um, and, and actually, seen. in my thinking, I was like, okay, it doesn't matter what what health what what power this or what health this. Stenopius has because he's already played this creature. He uh, can't really yeah. have two in there. He's already played it. So I put that extra one power on the other creature. Because yeah. so now both are strong enough. Uneven. <laughs> both are right. Yeah. So I just cleared his entire board and uh, won that game. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, yeah, I can see that you've really, like you said, you've really learned a lot about like what makes a good deck and so on. Unfortunately, <laughs> player skill has still not caught up. <laughs> you got the analysis down, now you just have to 
play the deck you have as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So apart from um, so the live true. play, I played my Kage games, uh, the semifinals in Kage the other day, and that was really close. What is Kage so... again? Just a reminder. Kage is the adaptive league. Keyforge okay. as Garfield intended. Yeah. Uh, oh, Murph see. is uh, hosting that on the Sanctimonious Discord. So, yeah, uh, pretty happy to get to the playoffs anyway, because I did so on tiebreak. But um, yeah, I got into the semifinals, um, won the first game with my deck, then lost very closely the second game. So we bid on my deck, and I let him have it for six, uh, six um, chains. But then I lost very narrowly in the third game. So just think one more chain. Yeah, probably. Um, but that was fun anyway. Uh, but I also have been enjoying Alliance a lot, uh, except the last game where I uh, just banned horribly, forgetting what mm -hmm. my entire lineup uh, <laughs> was the, trying to my do. Strategy was so um, that was a mistake, uh, and I lost yeah. uh, uh, 0-2 in that mm -hmm. one. So you, this podcast you... is the only podcast where we have a negative skill development. Uh, the more we yeah. Talk, yeah, all right, uh... all right, Simon, all right. <laughs> but I, but I am playing uh, Evaldus in my in my group uh, like tomorrow, and that will be uh, like deciding who of us to get to the playoffs. So it's still going fine. Yeah. I just we... have to win that one. I started this, I started this recording feeling really good that I'm I'm in silver this season. Really feel good about myself about my play, and now. <laughs> And then you talk to me, and now you're feeling like you're brought, been brought down to a realistic level of expectation again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I is uh, more you less about a service. Me bringing my best deck, <laughs> the deck that I thought, yeah, this is this is my best deck. It's so good, so much fun. And you're like, yeah, it's crap. But you know, Jason, I think Sarmis is just a bit bitter about not being able to go to the live <laughs> event, so he doesn't have anything to talk sure. about during his Forge sure. night. Right? Or do you yeah, have exactly. anything? I, I have something. Have you played? Have you even played Keyforge in the last two weeks? I have. I have. Uh, as because we're uh, somewhat addicted, me and Amritaka have been buying a lot of World's Collider's <laughs> Like a lot. We opened six of them yesterday. You know they're uh, still on sale. Shush! Don't mention it. Uh, six, six yesterday. Six decks. Oh yeah, six decks. Definitely six decks. <laughs> uh, no, I've been I've been uh, testing out uh, one of these six decks, you could say, and then uh, one deck from the box before that. Uh, I mean the six decks before that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we've been opened ridiculous amounts of worlds oh, collide. No. We're now so good at seeing like every worlds collide combination that we're opening them has become slightly less exciting, you could say. <laughs> oh. Uh, have you struck gold? Yeah. Have you found anything like? Really I have special? struck. I have struck one uh, deck that is part of my league lineup now, and people mm. will have to guess because I'm in including new two new decks, and one of them has an almost hundred percent win rate on TCO competitive. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, I you posted that in, for, in uh, yeah. forty games played. Yeah, wow. uh, it's the highest win rate I've ever had in uh, in, uh, wow. in Keyforge TCO. The other deck does not have as good, so people. <laughs> okay, that, but that that deck is is so nice. I looked at it and thought, hmm, maybe we can offer offer a trade on that, but it it wouldn't go. Yeah, your collection. 
and some my whole collection. <laughs> I actually, I actually acquired 120 <laughs> new decks last week. Which... Uh, sealed or just bulk? Bulk. But uh, still, okay. it's yours if you want it. No thanks. I'll uh, I'll keep this deck. No, it's a uh, uh, it's, it's not. Nice. It's uh, actually not doing quite as good as I, I said. It's uh, mm-hmm. it, but it's still my best win rate uh, so far. Yeah, uh, it's a really fun deck, and uh, I played it a lot. I played forty games with it. Uh, then I tested some other of the new decks, uh, but it's most mostly been practice games to try to determine this lineup. Mm-hmm. And for those who have of you who have listened here before, you know what lineups we're talking about. It's the the biggest, the baddest of the Nordic events. I will not brag so much and say that it's the biggest, the baddest of the world's events, but the Nordic Keyforge League has just hit 120 players participating. Yeah, It's possibly the biggest and the baddest event. It's definitely the biggest and the baddest league yeah, in definitely. The, the Keyforge world, as far as I know. If someone can correct me, if there's another one hiding like, out there that is bigger. A- ABR last season, season eight, was a hundred. They went over, I think, to 111, 112, I think. So not 120 is what not I Not 120. <laughs> so I think this is this is now, this has reached the largest um, uh, online And we are so league. hyped. Sysox yeah. has done such an immense job preparing everything. Mm, we have oh, new, new divisions. Um, it's just uh, such an immensely cool thing to see this enormous league hereafter, the longest like hiatus of new product when uh, Winds of Exchange is now slowly on the horizon it's now six months away for those who thought it was this february uh the faq has been very clear that it was six months from the pledge closing so that is uh within yeah yeah within six months of the pledge closing so i hadn't i hadn't read the faq uh that's unfortunate yeah so i I So i'm just pretending that i knew what i was talking about yeah i also (laughs) thought it was february but i'm sounding smart and professional here on the podcast <laughs> to uh, help the rioting uh, die down a little bit. Yeah. No, but it, it was in the FAQ. It was just a very unfortunate date because GameFound did not allow them to change it and they had put it in very early. Yeah. Um, so that, that was very unfortunate because it created some false expectations. No. But it but, is coming. Did, would, would, would it have... One of my things is actually, would it have affected people backing the campaign if... They were unable to change the date. I do wonder. I do wonder if that if that would have actually made any difference. Not for me, but for, I mean, for for me, if I'd known that, I might have put up my pledge a little bit, thinking that actually, well, you know, we can't buy Keyforge from shops anymore because yeah, it's, it's more or less sold out yeah. everywhere. So maybe what yeah. I would have budgeted forward to that i maybe would have maybe put another box or something yeah it's not impossible um but but yeah i'm just wondering if it would have made any difference at all it's very very hard to know but if someone has opinions the the podcast channel on the nkfl server is always open yeah but what i was uh, saying is that the league is uh, enormous and we're very hyped at least i am and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh preparation strategies our impressions of what's coming up so for those of us who are only listening to this for generic keyforge content this would not be an episode for you today we're talking the nkfl and uh 
our preparations. And I want to hear from Carl Algenonder. Yeah. How has your prep looked? What are your impressions of uh, the opponents and the league going into it? And what division are you in? Give us a little uh, rundown of your... Uh, yeah, right so now. I play in Silver Gamma, like the third Silver Division. Uh, we have a Diamond Division and then two Gold Divisions. So like, yeah, uh, Tier 3, I guess, of, uh, of the league this season, which is a step down for me as I played in the highest tier last season. But I ended up last. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing... A lot of new players. Uh, I think there are three players in my division that I've played before, uh, but the others are new, uh, entirely new uh, to me. And I suspect like the lineups of the people I have played before will be completely new as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that would be interesting for sure. Um, like prepping for this season, I I did start a small um, solo solo thing uh, with my top 16 decks like decks that I could consider Uh, but of course I didn't manage to finish it even if it was small Um, but I got some answers and I swapped out a majority of the decks from last season which uh, was quite like experimental I I tried tried six new decks sort of um, but I kept one of them that didn't perform last season, so we'll see how it performs this season. Interesting. Is it another chance. It fits better with the, the lineup plan, or did you have a lineup plan? Uh, I just like the deck, really. I just really like the deck. It's it's really fun. Uh, it's uh, fast and it has key sheets, which uh, uh, is something I lack in my other uh, decks. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be useful. Um, like uh, quite a lot of my decks actually don't have a lot of um, uh, amber control. I have some some um, taxing in most of my decks, but uh, I really don't have uh, scaling ember control. Uh, I don't have uh, a lot of ember control in in, uh, in general. So my lineup is quite proactive, but then again, I have quite a few decks that play the long game. Uh, Interesting. So, yeah. Um, like decks that. Uh, like create board states that are problematic with taxing and with um, <clears throat> yeah creatures that must die really um, yeah so no oh, I love that presenting threats as we often uh, say when we discuss uh, what mm. the deck does like how many because it's a big difference between playing four creatures that are just a body that can reap and presenting yeah. four threats that somehow contribute to your game plan in a much bigger sense yeah yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, that's basically like my plan. But uh, since I won the the NKFL two seasons ago, I'm um, I, I bring five of the decks that I used that season. So it's ah, back to my back mm, to the winning right strategy. Yeah, <laughs> just changing one deck, like my six deck to one of the decks from last season. Um, mm. But yeah, I feel quite confident uh, with the decks I have. Very exciting. Uh, how have you looked at the opponent deck lists at all? Uh, no, not at all, not yet. Yeah. So we're all going in blind. That's uh, yeah. I only so was, uh, looked at so the, like the SAS average of my division. Um, yep. I noticed I was like fourth, but then again, we know SAS uh, doesn't mean a lot. Indeed. Mm. Right. So that is a, that was uh, Carl's plan. Back to uh, the winning strategy, which just seems like a good plan in paper, at least. <laughs> winning yeah. is good. <laughs> I guess. 
Jason, Unless the meta is very, very different uh, yeah, here, but true. who knows? Well, f for me, I was taking a lot of notes during the last few minutes there because I'm also in the same division as Carl. <laughs> um, so I have, and I actually played. Actually, this is this is very close to the lineup that in our last match, wasn't it? You got um, Burton, McLeod, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes. Um, yeah, so at least three of the decks I recognize on that as well. So I'll be doing a lot of preparation there. My my preparation, basically, I'm adding a deck to my lineup this season, as I explained before. And so that's and that's another one that actually I I won back in I in an auction. I won back in September, and I got it just before New Year from Canada. Um, so people can't write my address right. That was the issue with both of the deliveries. They didn't write my address right. They wrote the town name and then my house number. Hmm. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I have that happened as well from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's one thing. So I'm, I've added a deck to to, to the. Oh, I switched out the deck that hasn't arrived yet for one of the ones that has that I'm actually really happy with. Um, so I put a lot of actually a lot of effort into my lineup last season to work out okay what and I actually went from the episode that I wasn't a part of the the last preparation episode mm -hmm. that we went through. So we'll we'll put a link. What number? What episode number was that? Does anyone remember? <laughs> um, but but the the season eighteen um, preparation episode was really helpful um and i think simon did a really good job with uh with that one so i've got, actually gone for a lineup that's a little bit trying to trying to hit all, all all my angles um so a couple of board decks um a board control deck or creature control deck uh, however we want to want to go um a couple of all-rounders um and uh, a deck that I just know really, really well. Um, I've gone for a lot of Ember Control um, because, you know, always trying to find an out and trying to play around. So even though they're not the fastest decks overall, but then I don't have anything where all of the stats are all the same, apart from maybe expected Ember and Ember Control. Um, uh, so... I think there's yeah. I've gone for the the wide approach. All right, and I you think. would say uh, this, so. There's not like one unified strategy of how to win, but rather uh, trying to cover a lot of bases, have answers to a lot of things, like more a reactive playstyle. Would you say? Yeah, I think I think that's my playstyle in general uh, with the current with the the current meta of of people just kind of coming out. And I think with the, the last season there was a meta of just rush and crush you know a lot or flood decks yeah. so a lot of really quick and so actually having a way to counter that and slow the opponent down um and, and with and mix that in with two or three decks here that i know really well so some um, familiarity some specific answers yeah exactly so for example captain hurricane is one that i've had for about 10 seasons now um which i just absolutely love playing um has stayed in how has it performed 
it's performed actually it's performed really well and it's a really good band mate as well so it's a <laughs> well, you know good for down... everyone uh, so it's performed well and is a good band bait that doesn't <clears throat> i'm, ta- I'm taking notes as well jason yeah no, 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 you can do which basically means that actually How is it bait could... if it's performing well because it also allows me to if if, if you're going to ban that one then you're going to not ban my other really really good one Oh, so you just have even better performing decks. Yeah, actually. Um, so which one should I ban? <laughs> um... <laughs> you don't have to answer. <laughs> Probably uh, you go for my Italian deck. Maybe you can ban that one. That's actually that's that's ah, over. Okay. I actually overperformed. I there's looking at the deck list for that one. I just I look at it and I think actually there's nothing really that stands out. But the cards just all sync together and actually it won i think five of six times last season it got banned once and i think it, yeah it either won four or five games mm. that i just wasn't expecting it to win in um double morpheus um with that oh, one double odawak that's your favorite card against me isn't it odawak yeah. the patrician yeah. Um, double so that's a good solid uh, loyal deck to the captain yeah pretty Just much pretty much yeah but I think this is like last season and this season was the first season I think more this season where I actually feel like I know my lineup um, well enough so I can actually start looking at the matchups if I have enough time to look at the opponent's lineup mm-hmm. and yes I'm doing you know I, I, I'm whether I'm secretive about my strategy or not I don't really think it's going to make a difference. So, yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. Like, how many how many reps do you have with a with a league deck typically on TCO? On TCO, the the ones I've had for longer, I'm probably on about twenty to thirty reps, and maybe out ten to fifteen for the least ones. So, not a huge amount because I haven't. I you know, trying to. I don't have as much time as a parent with small kids and yeah all the other things that i'm doing so yeah um but i'm i'm yeah like i say i'm actually it's knowing knowing the deck and knowing is is now the challenge moving forward yeah um with my lineup because i feel like i'm actually kind of quite i've got my lineup for the next few seasons hopefully um, Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, used the strategy of selling the perfect deck that would have completed my lineup uh, right before choosing my decks. That was uh, oh wow, that's great. But were you done? Sorry, that I interrupted. No, no, I'm I'm actually pretty much done. I was I felt I felt like you guys were wanting more from me, and I was just trying to fill the silence. So oh, see, please, please, just move on. <laughs> um, I'll take I'll, I'll take it away from you and spare you some of some more of the bronze. I'm coming your way. <laughs> um, no, I could go on to mine. I have had a very distinct uh, plan going into this after my last league's very like mottled uh, performance, very good decks last league, but they didn't really have that um, plan. And now I looked uh, through my division and one thing definitely stands out uh, comparing the different decks. So we have a stat here that uh, uh, takes care of my division. It goes, 
Those are the effective power of uh, the decks in my division. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, uh, all my decks have speed. All my decks have effective power. All my decks present threats that have to die almost immediately. That's, uh, that's the plan. Um, and I brought in some good old favorites that I have hundreds of reps with. I have Carkeys is making a return. Excellent. That's uh, a very nice deck. Jorg the Tricky, which was the last deck, was the deck I brought in that I didn't really want to bring in. But I didn't want to bring a deck that didn't fit some of the roles I wanted. And two of the three seasons it has played it was excellent. And the last season with better opponents, it didn't do very well. Um, and I wanted to give it one last hurrah because it did really well in my internal tournament that I ran. It's like, maybe I just played play those matches wrong. It will get one last chance to perform. Uh, but two new decks, uh, Flat Germ and Purple Ellie. There are two new World Collide decks that take the spot next to Aquino as uh, big beaters. Flat Germ is one of my uh, favorite decks. Purple Ellie has just uh, taken a spot. Uh, Flat Germ is the double EDI TMTP Triple Legatus Raptor deck uh, with the Philosophosaurus and some other fun stuff. Oh, as an Edo fan, that just sounds so good. It's lots and lots of archiving, yeah. uh, TMTP, and then you have a Saurian board that can just exalt away. Then Purple Ellie is a very new deck, and it's uh, 23 creatures, 9 speed. It has uh, 108 board power with double hapsis. Double Titan Guardian, Neutron Shark, Edai. Uh, it has uh, two board wipes in Saurian with Orator uh, Hisaru, Philosophosaurus, Tyrocanturion, Brutron Auxiliaries. Just, everything is just enormous in Saurian yeah. logos. Yeah. And in Star Alliance, you have Quintrino Flux, Transporter Platform with the double Wallace, a double Frayne, and Garcia, mm. two upgrades. But the fun thing about this deck is that it has effective one-way board control in all three houses. With the Neutron Shark in Logos, you can remove specific things on the opponent's yeah, board. Yeah. Axiom, or Good of the Many, removes specific things, because almost everything on my side can capture with the double frame and so on. Uh, and then you have the Quintino Flux in, uh, in Star Alliance and Sap uh, as well, which means that no matter what house I have, I can usually remove something big on their side, while expanding an enormous board on my side. So I never have to choose between this, oh, should I handle their stuff or should I handle mine? And with Quant Sounds like you have a nice spread of power levels as well for the Coutinho Flux. Exactly, yeah. It has very uh, a lot of power levels. It has a lot of twos, threes, fours, fives, and sixes in the deck. Yeah, so yeah. It's, a, it's just been performing uh, really interestingly well. I didn't think it would perform that well. But when every turn is like three or four creatures that all are dangerous in some way, no matter the house, uh, yeah. it becomes uh, becomes pretty dangerous, pretty fast. Have you had a chance to look at your opponent's uh, deck lists? Uh, I've only, not no? the actual deck lists, I've just looked at the stats uh, of them. I've seen how much con creature control they have, how many big board decks they have. And uh, yeah. in general, you could say that my entire enemy division is filled with uh, lots of Ember gain. But luckily, okay. 
I think every deck I have has some kind of scaling Ember Control now. Ah, interesting. Uh, so board decks that have scaling Ember Control was what I looked for. I didn't want board decks that couldn't control scaling Ember in any way. Uh, so we have the Graft in Aquino, for example, with lots of taxing. We have the TMTP in Flat Germ. We have uh, Helena's Mass Capture. Helena's, of course, uh, is of course there. Yeah. Uh, we have the very rushy and uh, with uh, Anthony in Carkeys and so on. So all of them can delay while they're while they keep building board. So yeah. I in the past I've had some board decks that didn't have that and that. Uh, went the lost worse because they could easily be outscaled by by rush and that's why I had to bring in decks like ping and so on to to have like silver bullet decks against rush but I figure why not just get board decks that can also handle rush so. yeah seems, yeah seems good that was something I was trying for next season uh last season sorry actually is actually going for the board decks going for creating the board um, and always having an answer for a, a larger board um, in front of me. Um, and so I was actually trying to find more decks that I could compete with that had more creatures um, and just hitting hitting the board with big creatures. Um, but then I didn't get that way. But I think that's a good strategy. But did you say you're going with all your decks, Simon, that have big boards or yeah. uh, all of yeah. them present boards that have to be killed immediately and all yeah. of them like not all of them have this floody really wide boards but they all present stuff that has to be dealt with immediately and can really mm. force the opponent like there's no good bans in my like there's no bans that if you're good against board you can ban almost anything and if you're weak against board all of my decks are are difficult mm. in different ways and i know what to ban like banning against me is hard me banning is easy. I know exactly what my decks, all of my decks are good against and what they're bad against. Okay. Yeah. And so that you've, was what I you, you've, for. you've gone for the, all your decks have a strength and you know yep. it's weakness. Yeah. It's a very, very public. I think anyone who looks at it will just be like, yep, this, every deck here is just dangerous board. Yeah. No, no, totally. I mean, I'm just looking at the, I mean, even that Star Alliance in purpley. Um, yeah. And you have speed in all of your... Yep, all, all of them have around well. 10 speed or more. <clears throat> yeah. Because that was what I was lacking in the board decks I tried last season. Like, mm -hmm. uh, they were slow. Like, if you get the board, then great. They are very problematic. But uh, getting there uh, quickly enough is the issue. No, all of them. Have, like, car keys is the slowest. Uh, like, purple mm. car keys and... Yorg are slowest and they all pretty fast. Like Purplely has oh, double hapsis, yeah. yeah, e die, double quant, double titan guardian uh, as like the main speed and Philosophosaurus with uh, Orato Hisaru. So it's, it's mm. like they're not like slow. if Corkis is the slowest deck, yeah. then yeah, you, you're fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, many of them. They don't rush well, like they they won't put that much ember pressure. But hopefully, a single turn with a board puts ember pressure enough. Mm. But if it's like Wiskolite is the the it's a good choice of uh, of uh, set to open in mass. If that's the yeah, that that is why we why I've kept opening uh, World Collide is because that is what I like to play. Yeah. Um, so with purple and also and maybe also the massive here. sale. 
exactly the massive sailors <laughs> that's the reason well. they're buying uh, <laughs> And yeah, yeah, it's uh, I'm re I'm really uh, excited to play this lineup. I don't know if it's like the strongest, but it's how I like to play. I won't be mm. sitting there with decks I don't feel do the thing that I want them to do. If someone has the best like counter decks to it or have decks that just outrush them, so be it. Then we chose different strategies. But now I know I will be playing decks that I like to play. Yeah, and the way yeah, I that's like also to play something them. I've been uh, like leaning towards more like earlier seasons i had like ban bait decks and decks i knew people didn't want to play against but also i didn't really want to play them but uh, i found uh, that to be quite uh, i don't know not very fun like when people see through it and don't ban it then it's just not very fun uh, limit your options and uh, like sometimes when you when you actually play it you don't even enjoy it even if it goes well mm. so yeah just picking six decks that i know i will like even losing with them will be fun for me yeah yeah uh, so yeah yeah no i've um i've got maybe one deck which i'm still trying to tame you could say <clears throat> but the rest the rest of them are just decks which i just really really enjoy um um, one of them I call my Vequa deck because I bought it from Vequa. It won the last mass mutation oh, that they had in Vequa. Mm, okay. um, and it turned out to be uh, absolute firecracker. Well, we so... have one very interesting question going into this uh, 120 person uh, uh, Ooh, league. Fire away. Yes. How happy are we that we're not in Diamond? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah. I am yeah. so happy that I'm not in Diamond. I do like I have always said that since I like opening my own decks and so on, I don't want to play that kind of lineups. Like some of the lineups at least in Diamond are decks. I, I don't think they are fun anymore. Like I I, mm. I don't want to play Keyforge at that level in Archon. It just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. But like you still I don't know. Last season you performed uh, pretty well versus uh, those uh, like half of these lineups, right? I did, but but yeah, I I performed pretty well. I even almost got wins against the, the some of the the highest placing ones. So I suppose I'm I I might be hypocritical. Maybe I'm just a sore loser. But even some of my own decks, I almost feel that way about. Like if I had six decks that were of the same quality as maybe my my very best decks, I wouldn't find it very fun either. Yeah. Especially not, but the, 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 then there's a personal opinion that I don't enjoy uh, buying decks from the second hand market, but that's just an opinion thing. Uh, but it's the there is a point when the decks become so good that I feel that the game loses a little bit of its charm between like deciding mm. what to prioritize each turn, uh, trying to take some bad turns to get better turns later on. The very, very best decks seem to be able to always take good turns. And it feels like yeah. almost when a queen or does its thing, for example, when it works, then it feels like one of those decks. It has some big weaknesses that makes it doesn't work that way always. But when it works, it's just like, okay, I draw 10 cards every turn. I can also fight and reap 20 times. I also play stealth mode. Yeah. So you can't actually get rid of my board. I guess you can play three creatures that I immediately kill and then I do the same thing again. Like... <laughs> Yeah, but <clears throat> I mean, saying that though, I mean, I don't know if you watched the final uh, between 
Lorenzo and Kurt. I actually just watched a little bit of it. Uh, because one of those games was like backwards and forwards the whole time. I think we went to nearly 27 turns that and it was just we, we didn't know who was going to win that first game. And then the second game was it was over in three turns. It was it, I think it was another Stenopius yeah, I, I don't remember. One, one where he second. just kind of get every, captured everything on him and forged from that. Amber. Yeah, the other deck didn't have any answer to it. And it didn't have any answer to it as well. So with that bigger deck, you've got to have your matchup. You've, you've, got, to, you've got to get your matchup right to deal with whatever that deck's going to do. And that's that's never been more important, I think, in, in Diamond with that standard decks. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you might disagree with me, but... Um, it just feels like, you know, you get a good matchup. Okay, it's close. Anyone could win. Sit slightly off. It could be a walkover. Mm. Yep. But like, I, I could agree that I, I am happy I'm not in diamond because, uh, like the top, maybe like the three best lineups, will feel impossible for me to beat, uh, or something. But there are still. I think winnable uh, lineups, like the majority of the lineups in Diamond, I think are winnable for you and for me um, with our lineups and for a lot of other players as well in mm. gold and coming from below. Um, because uh, like there are only a few that I feel are like, impossible or, or just as good as you describe them. Um, yeah. Um, I think there is still a lot of room for people to like come up from gold and do well versus uh, uh, yeah versus most of the lineups there. So yeah, I think it's still going to be interesting, but over time there will be lineups coming from below that also have these like yeah, special qualities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, at some point, I think Diamond will uh, be um, not a place for me anyway, and uh, maybe mm. not a place for any of us. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the the Swedes have had it. We've had our time in the sun. Yeah, it will be uh, size. Okay. Winter's, com- winter's coming to... for Swedes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but um, I don't think Diamond is there yet. Is what I'm saying. But no. uh, I think it, no. it will come a time. So no, I agree. Not all of them. Uh, uh, not all of the lineups there are are that efficient. But I just wanted to to do a little check in. I feel like gold is very good for me right now. Um, and. Uh, that's uh, I'm extremely excited for the league in general. I think that we have finally like gotten such a uh, critical number of people that if this stabilizes and people actually hold out, and this is to all you new people, mm. hold out a season or two until things stabilize. Because one yeah. of the biggest problems is that you, the first season people new people come in, they lose really badly and they leave again. So that some of the lower like powered players don't stay long enough for there to be like a natural balance in the divisions yeah uh, because there's always some players coming in new that have way way good better decks and so on yeah. and just stay a season or two see it as practice jason you stayed really stayed with it despite like being really stomped on early and so on season six um, was my first season um and so actually i think this is my 13th season and my record just just to say why it's worth sticking with it, and I'm in silver now, my record of games won against games lost is 88 games won, and my losses is 166. Unashamed. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. But that's the thing. You, you come in, especially if you're new to the game, this is the best way to learn how to be good because you're playing against some of the best players. And even if you're coming in new now, there are some of the best players from other leagues, other communities coming in, even in clay. Um, I've seen some, there's there's some play, um, uh, Daruk, Kiro, for example, two players that have been, I've seen in other leagues that play very well. Um, K-March, um in uh, Iron, just kind of looking up here, JK007, um, in Iron Gamma, Ivaldus, uh, Philly number one, Emma Medes, um the YouTuber. Players which, David Papiani, he's an Iron. Um, yep. Absolutely brilliant player. Quick draw. Yeah, Joe from ABR. Um, a lot of players coming up that, you know, with their lineups, with the with the collection they have, they are very likely going to do very well. And then we there are some players which have five decks. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's one one player that's come into this very new to the game. He has five decks, um, and there's special consideration going to him to to borrow a deck that he has physically in his hand um, for that one, which is actually really really great. But those players that are new to the game, please just stick with it and enjoy the league. Enjoy the analysis of the decks. Enjoy what you're doing. And enjoy getting destroyed if you get destroyed. Yeah. And because, uh, yeah. hopefully those players that you mentioned, the like the most the more well known players coming in with uh, like you know, they have a record. Um, you know, they have uh, lineups that will like to do good. Like they are spread out uh, yeah, well so there's not like five of them in one. So yeah, exactly. someone yeah. doesn't get the impression that everyone has this except them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah, hopefully that's uh, that's how it is. So it will be an enjoyable experience for. But, but also, uh, as I discussed in the like the big prep episode now that we call it, where I went through <laughs> different strategies for the league, there are ways to utilize this. And an excellent, cool example is our, a shout out to Stoffson a Swedish player who every league now, it seems, brings another concept lineup. And last league, he did really well with his... Was it Kota Rush then, or was it something else? Yeah, it I was, think a, it was Kota, uh, Kota last uh, season. Like, yeah, and uh, he's bringing 70s, six, yeah, 60s 70s. and 70s decks. Yeah. And uh, this league, he's bringing six decks, all of them Kota, all of them with Brobnar, all of them with 100 board power. Ooh. Yeah. And I think, uh, the, and I think there's four there uh, AOA low, low Oh AOA. right, yes. Uh, and this time, uh, I think it was four or three different decks all had uh, horsemen in them. Uh, the four horsemen <laughs> in the Kota set. And if he does well with this, I'm, I already have uh, players being like, "Wait, take a look at these. How how do I counter this? Like, how do I kill all these Bromnar <laughs> creatures?" Yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's in gold, right? Uh, or... He is in gold. Yes, he is in gold. Yeah. yeah. So mm. and has sixty. He even has a deck at fifty-seven. I think. Oh really? Oh wow! Sorry, I missed yes. that. Uh, but uh, I wanted to tell all the new players that my name is Aramis. I like discussing lineups and what you can do with limited results and so on. So if you ask me and and uh, ask for some like. Give me some prep time or ask for a time over a voice call. I can go through some of your lineup with you. We can look at the, what they have in common. 
uh, or analyze what you like, what your lineup actually does, the one you have, and maybe help you think about it. Uh, That's right. Yeah. I don't have super much time, but I would love to do help one or two people or three people with things like this. Yeah. Uh, I've mm -hmm. also heard, like, I've uh, seen people in Discord that uh, has offered to help people, like try the deck selector, uh, like test games yeah. uh, and stuff, which is also really great. Yeah, Second Act, who isn't playing this season, for example, is offering to help uh, with uh, with specific, uh, like testing the, the deck selector, mm. testing matchups, and uh, yeah. shout out to you as well. Se yeah, Second Act, a super nice guy. I was in ABR with him last season, and he was always ready to test decks um, yeah. with as well. So reach out to them. And reach out to any one of us if you need help with a deck selector. Um, as Aramis, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm free for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Episode 42, just found it. Episode the, 42. Oh, that's the, the answer to the, the life, universe, and everything, or whatever exactly. it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can't write this stuff, can you? Um, I'm just I'm just here staring at Stoffson's lineup. I'm sorry. 59. 65, 65, 66, 67, SAS, 70 is his highest. That is incredible. I'm going to be looking out for what Stossen does this season. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, I hope that uh, like Sorry. so many people coming into the league also means like people feel the freedom of maybe just uh, testing stuff, mm. like not uh, just uh, bringing uh, like that the NKFL could both be uh, like the high-end uh, top competitive, but also like people could bring themed lineups and just uh, try to have fun with it. Yeah. Like there is yeah. option for both. Yeah. You could uh, almost say that like Nordic Hexad isn't just about winning. It's just about winning people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> winning with style. Winning with Winning force. with style, <laughs> winning with preparation, with planning. There's so many ways to win. Uh, you can also True. win uh, the I lost, but I had a six decks named captain uh, <laughs> competition. There's only one participant. <laughs> so in a way, a captain is both a winner and a loser. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you got to go for you got to go for something. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but All I right, think it's, uh, it's, uh, you have a has a captain name. deck, Baron Captain Stone. Oh, Stoffson, if have... it doesn't work out for you. Oh, let's let's chat about me acquiring that deck. Okay, yeah, I think uh, you should be happy that your name is in the algorithm. Like, <laughs> I haven't yeah, found I any Algernon decks. I wish I could have a. a about Algernon decks? Have yeah. you found any about those? No, <laughs> yeah. I haven't found any those either. <laughs> okay, that is it for us today. Uh, this episode was dedicated to our strategies for the upcoming 120 player and KFL yes. Keepers League. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and this was Saramis saying goodbye. Goodbye from the captain, Forge on a Prosper. And goodbye from Algernon. Frog on a Thropper. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>